0: Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast, episode number 44. Hello, I'm Charles Caps. In addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast app, we invite you to visit our website at Ministries.net. all one word in lowercase. Proverbs 23 and 23 instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. And also, we're going to buy and not sell wisdom and instruction and understanding. And we're going to try to find... Some wisdom and understanding, and some truth, as we move to the message today. Amen. So look, I'm gonna be coming from the Book of Judges today, but I'm gonna give you a little bit of a, a history or a reminder refresher. We know that, of course, Moses led the children of the, uh, of Israel out of Egypt. God bless them. They went through the wilderness for 40 years, and Jehovah, being our Father, did so many things as they went through the wilderness, and yet the people people rebelled, and yet the people didn't believe, and yet the people, when he fed them manna every day and gave them doves to eat... You know, they they still murmured, and they complained, and they remembered the onions and the leeks in Egypt, you know, and why did you bring us out here to die, you know, at the Red Sea and many other places, but, uh, and all that murmuring and everything, that, that cost them a little bit, cost, uh, uh, many people lost their lives, but as we come on to crossing Jordan, we know that Moses can't enter the promised land, so, Joshua becomes the leader of Israel, and they cross Jordan, and the land is divided to all of the people, uh, as God promised Moses, amen, and so everybody's got a home, and then uh, Joshua dies, Joshua was 110 years old when he died, and as time goes on, the elders also die, And as this happens, people don't have the leader that they think that they need, and they embrace false gods. Now look, Jehovah allows pagan nations to oppress Israel. And Israel would repent of their paganism. And Jehovah sent them judges to deliver them. Now some of the judges... um, we have some history on. We have a story of, and others we hear. They they judged Israel. They died and they were buried. Amen. So uh, let's look at uh, what we were going to do today. If I had to title this message, I would call it, "God doesn't care which God I serve." God doesn't care which God I serve. Now, some of you, <coughs> well, wait a minute. And, and and with some concern and quite, quite uh, readily, uh, yes, I agree, you know. But the world thinks God doesn't care which God I serve. If we go to um, Judges chapter 10, we'll start in verse 6. We'll read about 10 verses here. Judges chapter 10 and verse 6. And the children of Israel did evil again, not the first time, amen. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of Jehovah, all capitals, L O R D, all capitals, that's Jehovah, our father. That's the proper name of God, amen. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of Jehovah and served Balaam and Ashereth. And why does it always come back to Balaam? Balaam and Astar and Esparte, Ishtar Amen Why does it always come back? These were the two principal pagan religions that the people always served and then they would dress up other gods and things to yet reflect on and, and, and represent Balaam and Ishtar Amen So again, let's start over And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of Jehovah and served Balaam and Ashtoreth and the gods of Syria and the gods of Sidon and the gods of Moab and the gods of the children of Amnon and the gods of the Philistines and forsook and forsook Jehovah and served him not. Amen. Now we have all of these countries with all of these gods and Basically, they're they're deities, supreme deities that they made themselves, made idols of, and they served them. But again, it it still all points back to Balaam and Ishtar Ashereth. Amen? Now, um, Balaam, of course, you know, is the sun god. And everybody seems to always have the sun wheel. And look, folks, if you have a church that is embracing the sun wheel over the head of a religious leader, you need to think twice about that. And, you know, if I don't spell it out completely, I'm trying to be kind. But yet, on the other hand, if I don't spell it out completely, I may have blood on my hands. And I'll just have to say, I'm talking, of course, about the Pope, the Catholic Church. And I'm not talking about the Catholic people. I'm talking about the Pope who is embracing the sun will doing the worship to Balaam, amen, and, of course, I'm talking about the Ishtar, Asparte, Um, she is called a warrior princess, often shown naked, with a bow and arrow, and also of sex, so we have a woman, warrior, princess, sex god, fertility god, love god, amen, Leading you into all kinds of unrighteousness. Now, then we have these pagan gods that they make. They ever. Every, there was a God for everything. The God of the mountain, the God of the woods, the God of the river, the God of the seas. You know, it's kind of like the uh, Hawaiian tiki. And uh, briefly, when I was young, I kind of looked at all of that. And uh, there, was, uh, there was one particular God on the tiki named Ku. And he was the god of war. And so I had me a, a little um, image of coup, a little wood carving on a leather strap that I wore around my neck in the Marine Corps when I was a young man going to Vietnam. And I carried that uh, god of war. And uh, I didn't see anything wrong with doing that. I got myself into a pretty good serious situation in a rocket attack that the main airport in 1968, I mean, the rockets were coming down on us, and uh, I mean, it was pretty bad, and I ran, seeking shelter, I was caught out on the flight path, and I ran, and we had double stacks of barrels to protect one aircraft from another, and I I just dove, to the ground by those barrels seeking shelter. In my chest I landed on that silly wooden carving of the god of war and I thought it was going to kill me. I took that thing off and I ain't never wore anything pagan again. Can you say amen? But you see the people again they erected altars to all these false gods. Amen. So uh, let's read a little bit. And they forsook Yehovah and served him not. Verse 7, and the anger. Now look, people say God is love. God doesn't do this. God doesn't do that. Oh, well, you know, that's the Father. Jesus is love. Folks, you don't know your Bible. Jesus has things he hates, and so does our Father. And the anger of Jehovah was hot, hot against Israel. And he sold them into the hand of the Philistines and into the hands of the children of Amnon. And that year they vexed and oppressed the children of Israel. Now look, 18 years, all of the children of Israel that were on the other side of Jordan in the land of the Amorites, which is in Gilead. And moreover, moreover the children of Amnon passed over Jordan to fight against Judah and against Benjamin. And against the house of Ephraim, so that Israel was sore distressed. And the children of Israel cried unto Jehovah, saying, We have sinned against thee, both because we have forsaken our God and also served Balaam. Now, see, these cats, if I could use that expression, these people, of Israel, they were used to serving Jehovah, forsaking him being oppressed of foreign nations through pagan gods. And then they they some of them come to their senses and they start repenting. And they start saying, oh, God, you know, we're sorry. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. But let's read on. And the children of Israel cried unto Jehovah, saying, We have sinned against thee, both because, number one, we forsook you, our God, and number two, also served Balaam, the sun god, which I have, I have a, a, a podcast named Facing the Sun. You might ought to look that up as they go into the temple of Jehovah backwards facing the sun. They're not doing that to serve Jehovah. They're doing that for Balaam. And I have some other podcasts that list uh, uh, Balaam and probably going to have some more in the future. And the Lord and Jehovah said unto the children of Israel, Did not I deliver you from the Egyptians and from the Amorites and from the children of Amnon and from the Philistines? The Zidonians also and the Amalekites and the Moanites did oppress you. And you cried to me. You cried to Abba to our father, to Jehovah. And I delivered you out of their hand. Yet, because you cried and you were oppressed, and I delivered you, yet, our Father says, you have forsaken me and served other gods. Now, folks, we're at this place where well, there's some people, influential people in the country that say there's many roads to the Father. Of course, they call it heaven, but we understand, we know what is meant is here is the Father. And, you know, surely, surely there's many gods, and surely there's many ways to salvation, and surely there's many ways uh, to reap eternal life. And the answer to that is no, no, no. There's only one God who is alive. Amen? There's only one God who creates, and that's our Father Yehovah. There's only one Savior, His Son, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen? And there's only one path to the Father, and that's through Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. Amen? So look, there's not many paths, and so you you might say, God doesn't care which God I serve, he does, he does care. you I mean, you can make your doctrine, you can throw away the scriptures. you can go to Deuteronomy four and two you're not to add to or take away, and we will add to and we'll take away the you know and I'm talking about the church. we are so guilty of perverting and excluding the word of God, adding to it and taking away. And, you know, we've done it for centuries, so we're quite used to it. And now we've gotten to the place where we're like, oh, oh, the Old Testament, that's the old book. We don't do those things anymore. And yet, many times we're told to do something forever, and we don't do those things anymore. Many times we're instructed in, in, in good doctrine, and we don't do those things anymore and we're like oh no 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 we don't want that law we don't want that torah we don't nothing we don't want nothing to do with that you see because we're under grace one of the greatest curses that ever hit the church is the dispensationalism doctrine false doctrine that says, you know, we're under grace. We got people who grace, grace, grace. You know, I don't need that old book. I don't need that law. It was nailed to the tree. Oh, um, you know, it's done away with. You know what you're doing? You're saying God made mistakes. You're saying, ah, he changed his mind. There's no shadow of everness of turning in him. How can he, he doesn't change his mind. You pervert the scriptures, amen. You change how you receive and perceive the Word of God to be. You take good doctrine and make it false doctrine, and you take false doctrine and make it what you think is good doctrine, but now is God pleased with that? God doesn't care which God I serve. Yes, He does. But I'm going to say this. Many of you have been calling on the name of God. You don't even know what God is, who God is. And you have pagan worship in your assemblies, in your churches, in your houses, in your hearts. And you're like, oh, no, Charles, you got that wrong. We don't do that. You do. And I think we can show you some of that. Amen. So he said, uh, yet you have forsaken me. And you've served other gods, and then our father says, "Wherefore, I will deliver you no more. Okay, I'm done with you." He's saying, "I ain't delivering you no more." You know, you have done this over and over, and you know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like somebody doing you wrong, and you tell them, "Okay, don't do that again." I won't, I won't, I won't, and then they do it again, and you say, well, no, no, "Look." We've already been through this. Don't do that again. Say, I won't, I won't, I won't. And time goes by and they do it again. And you say, look, don't do this again. And they do. And they do. And then you say, okay, look, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not I'm not helping you no more. I'm not going to deliver you anymore. Amen? And that's what Jehovah has said to the children of Israel here. So because... You've done this over and over, Israel, serving false gods in verse 14. He says, go. Our Father says, go and cry unto the gods which you have chosen. It doesn't matter what God I worship. It does. And the only true God said, you go go cry. You cry unto the gods which you have chosen. And he said, let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. And the children of Israel said unto Jehovah, We have sinned, we have sinned. Do thou unto us whatever seems good, whatever you think is right, Father, do it. But deliver us only, we pray thee this day. And they put away, this is the children of Israel, and they put away the strange gods from among them and served Jehovah. And his soul was grieved. For the misery of Israel. Even though they rejected him and served false gods, he still cared about Israel. Amen. Even though he said he wouldn't deliver them anymore, he still cared about Israel. But see, they repented. So now, where are we at? Where are we at in the church today? Have we grieved God by doing serving pagan gods? Yeah, we have. And some of you will say, oh, I have it. I think you have. All of us have it one time or another until we learn not to do it. So I say, I wonder what uh, Jehovah thinks of the church today. What does he think about doing away with his word? What does he think about, you know, I brought a message here uh, about um, uh, repent, about Samuel uh, studying the word, and he wouldn't let none of it fall to the ground. In other words, he didn't take this part and keep it and throw this part away and let it fall to the ground. He wouldn't let none of the word of God fall to the ground. He observed it all. The church is king. The church is supreme in letting the word of God fall to the ground. Oh, my, hear me, church. You reject, you cut, you cherry-pick, amen, and you let the Word of God fall to the ground. You don't want to hear His law, amen. You don't want to hear about His Sabbath. Saturday is the Sabbath. It's always the seventh day of the week. It's not the first day of the week. It's not the sun-god day, Sunday. It's not that. But yet it was changed to that for the church. And we call Sunday the Sabbath. Wrong. Sunday will never be the Sabbath. It will always be the seventh day, not the first day of the week. Amen. And yeah, you can worship every day. You should. But the Sabbath that you should be keeping, you break. Amen. And then with us rejecting the Sabbaths of the Lord... We reject the feast of the Lord. That's Leviticus chapter twenty three. And those feasts are his holy convocations, our fathers, and his appointed times that we should meet with him throughout the year. Every year these are to be observed forever not Jews. Oh that's a Jews and and you know we have we have some sloppy New Testament uh, a translation saying, a feast of the Jews was not. There's no feast of the Jews. If you'll read Le- Leviticus 23, you'll find that all of the feasts are our fathers. Amen. And if you're Israel, or if you're a stranger who has decided to serve him, you're to keep these feasts. Amen. But the church... The church would never do that. They can't do it because, number one, they got to go back to the Sabbath, which they used to keep. Number two, got to put away some of their pagan gods. What pagan gods? Those that you use to substitute for the Feast of God. You've got your own feast, and you're doing it your way. And God doesn't care which uh, God you serve. So you have this God of Easter, and you're like, wait a minute. That's when Jesus rose from the grave. No, he actually rose evening of the Sabbath, but you have taken Easter, which is the sex God, which is the warrior princess God, which is abomination, and you have tried to make it a holy day unto your church, what you have, and you serve it every year as a holy day, amen. And you wrap Jesus around it, and you think that makes it okay. How could you pollute the very sacrifice of Jesus of Yeshua and wrap him in ungodly paganism of a fertility goddess, amen? And I know you. Buy new dresses and new purses, and and you have good pictures and family times and picnics, and yeah, you have made a great family assembly of the pagan holy days of the church. Now, we have this other one every year, and it's called Christmas and you have this little fat man in a red suit that you worship. You're like, oh, no, we worship Jesus when he was born. You lie. Most of you know Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. But who was? Who was born on December 25th? I have a podcast on that. And it's Balaam, Sun God Worship. Amen. So search these podcasts out and find the lies within in the church. Now, yet you poison the minds of your children to do this thing. Put up that tree, which you're commanded not to do. Decorate it, which you're commanded not to do. Ah, that doesn't apply to us. Yes, it does. Do away with that. The, the giving of gifts is fine. Just don't do it on a pagan holy day that you have replaced your God with, your true God with. He ain't going to like it. He doesn't like it. Amen? And so we have many other holidays that you observe. And I know that within his soul and heart that our Father is saying, okay, look, church, all these years you've refused me. All these years you've turned away from me. All these years you've trusted in the sex God, the fertility God, and the sun God. And you're always coming to me. See, you're in trouble. And the poor devil, <laughs> the poor devil. Here we got a massive amount of people in the church blaming all their troubles on the devil when they did it themselves. The devil didn't have nothing to do with it. You can't be polluted with all of this other junk and expect Jehovah to bless you. Now, if you repent, if you truly turn from all of this junk, this false God stuff, and you cry unto your Father, He will deliver you. But why do you pray over and over and over? Oh, God, you can do it. Nothing's impossible. I know you can do it. I believe. No, you don't believe. I believe. I believe. You can't believe because you don't even know the name of your father. You can't even call him by name because the church rejects that. You don't know how to say and to worship Jehovah. Amen? So, look. I say, go to church and ask your pagan doctrines to deliver you. Amen? Go and pray to your perverted grace that says, oh, I can sin all I want to do, and uh, I'm still saved. Go on, pray to that perverted grace. Amen? Go pray to your Easter, your fertility eggs. Amen? And your children who know and believe and and worship these gods. Because it's fine. We got Easter eggs. Go pray to your fat man in the red suit. Well, we do it for Jesus. You see, here's here's where you're wrong. Our Father already has the feasts, which I've said are in Leviticus 23. He don't need you changing his mind or changing his law. He don't need the help of your perversion. Amen? Father has feast days. Learn of them. Observe them. Keep them. Find people who do that. Amen? And why do you wrap Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer? Why do you wrap Him around all of your pagan gods, And think you're doing good. Amen. When. You do that. Wrapping Jesus around all these pagan gods. You're just worshiping. False gods. You're not going to. Jesus will never do that. You know what church. Church. We need a true picture of who God is and who he's not. And we need a true picture of who Yeshua is and who he's not. And I will tell you that your Sunday school books and your teachings have never reflected or produced an accurate picture of God and Yeshua. Amen. Hope you got a little something out of this. We love you and appreciate you. Until next time, amen.